Hi guys, it's Mike Five from NewMusicSaturday.com here to introduce this week's part one of the New Music Saturday podcast. It's fair to say that Dr. Bones and I are excited, reunited and delighted. We invite you to unite as we expedite, highlight and spotlight the discovery of new music right here tonight. I couldn't resist that. It's really good to be back and I think you're going to love part one. We've got Lemonade Kid uh, in for an interview or half of Lemonade Kid in for an interview. Uh, we just got done with us this week. Uh, we're talking about their brand new EP, which is fantastic. Uh, it's got something to do with ducks. Don't really understand that. We didn't get into it. Uh, and we've got some other cool stuff, some amazing heavy tunes. Uh, and then we tail off into something completely different towards the end, which is awesome. All prepping up for our Down the Rabbit Hole part two. You guys are going to love this. If you love this show, this is a great episode. So enjoy part one of New Music Saturday. I promise I won't do any more poetry if you listen to it right now. It's a big, like, physical lever it has to pull. Welcome to New Music Starts Myself, Dr. Bones, the doctor of rock and many things, but now I'm medical doctor, and of course, as always, my co-host, my partner in crime, the exact TV, which they were, Mike Five. What's happening, Mike? Hey, all right, brother. It's good to be back. I'm feeling good. How are you? Very good. Um, uh, just once again, we want to uh, give a big shout out and a thank you to Tex-Mex Shaman for filling in last week. It was awesome. We had a great time, and uh, he definitely uh, said he would help out. We welcome back anytime to co-host. Yeah, I was listening back to that, and I was a little bit worried about my job, to be honest with you. I was thinking, oh, this guy's, <laughs> this guy's really good. I'm not going to get invited back. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it was, it was a great show, and uh, yeah, a little bit short notice. I had some uh, well, things I had to deal with, but um, it's all good. Oh, man, it happens, but let's welcome back. I believe this is at least his third or fourth time here. Lemonade Kid, back to the show. Welcome back. Hello again. How's it hey. going? Very good. How about yourself? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. I was just going to say that, um, was it Tex-Mex uh, Shaman who was on last week? Yeah. It was it was very, very insightful because he noticed a similarity between um, the the Cecil, is it Cecil, I think, yes. hotel? Yes. And, um, and he said about the lemon jelly kind of connection, which was always kind of what I'd been going for with that track. So it was like, oh, okay, well done. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he was like, it's very quick to launch into that. So I was like, oh, he got me. <laughs> uh, well, I tell you, the the, 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 the the nice part about having him on, not, not because I knew he's, he's, he's 
a good conversationalist because from our interview, right? Is because he knows a lot of these artists, artists talk to them, and when he's talking about them, it's like, that made things so much better. That's awesome. He's like, well, like, you know, this person will a guitar. I'd love to hear him talk to the talk called by my name. He's like, man, this, this is is so much better. And it's, it's well, not not knocking you, Mike, but just it's just nice that, <laughs> that, that that the guest host knows knows a lot of stuff as well as Ben getting at yeah, pretty much. So, jeez, guys, all right, I'm doing my best here. All right, no, 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 just just a fast <laughs> little bit of background as well as getting at. Like, no one can ever replace you ever. Trust me. No, no, he was awesome. It was really good. It was really kind of him to uh, um, to fill in as well. So, no, he's top quality. He can, um, you know, he'll have to wait a little while, but I'm sure one day he can usurp me. That's the way this is going. <laughs> <laughs> so, All good. So, Dom. New EP. Life is better yep. with ducks. Go. <laughs> well, where do, I, where do I start with uh, life is better with ducks? Um. <laughs> I think it was recorded very quickly. I think when it became sort of apparent that we were going to be sort of working remotely, it was like, well, I need some songs that we can work on remotely. Um, So that was kind of pretty much, I suppose, over the kind of Christmas period into the first sort of couple of weeks of of January. And then I sent them over to Jared and and he took it from there, really. He he grabbed the baton and, and ran with it and... Um, yeah it was sort of it was interesting because like I think we talked last time didn't we about sort of this was the first time we had kind of worked remotely on something and it was sort of um it was a different experience because normally it'd be we'd go down to Jared's studio and I might be down there you know maximum it'd be sort of two nights maybe a few hours each time right and basically be sort of we'd have to just kind of bang 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 get the tracks done you know sometimes because of the equipment we were using, it was uh, we used to record on like a sixteen-track digital, um, and it yeah. sort of sometimes it'd pick up the guitars really well, other times not so well. So it was kind of, you know, it was like rolling the dice. Sometimes you get a six, sometimes you get a one. It was like, you know, you never quite knew what you were going to get, and sometimes you think you got the absolute perfect take, and then it'd only be when I sort of got home and listened back to it and thought. Oh, hold on, this doesn't sound quite like it, it was supposed to. So I think the nice thing about how we've worked this time is that Jared's been able to get his guitars how he wants them. Right. And, you know, for me, that's that's 100 times better. If, if he's happy, then, you know, I'm happy kind of thing. <laughs> well, it, it, does, uh, it does obviously uh, um, make a difference. And uh, we were unaware that the, the, the distance that you and Jared actually had between you before the pandemic started. So... The fact that you guys have made this work for so long is just—it's—it's it's awesome. I mean, and, and just the, the the work goes into it, even though, like you said, it's got to be something that I can do remotely as opposed to kind of face to face. But still, it still has turned out very well, and we've loved like, every second of it. Yeah, but I think probably the interesting thing as well, because we were always going to kind of go in in a slightly more guitar direction of sort of slightly you know one louder kind of thing. So. The fact that we're doing it this way and Jared can mix his own guitars now, you know, it's kind of it works on that level as well that he can he can do that for himself rather than me sort of thinking, oh, yeah, you know, we'll just we'll just turn that down, down one or whatever. You know, he can he can sit there and get the <laughs> right that he's happy with, you know, so. I and seem to I, remember from the conversation last time there was a lot of turning down of guitars that's required, though. Is that right? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> you know, it's kind of. 
I think generally, sort of before, it'd be kind of, yeah, I'd, I'd sort of, you know, we'd do the recording together, I'd, I'd go away and do the mixing, and it was like, well, that's that's that kind of thing, and now we'll sort of have a bit more of a discussion about it, Yeah. whereas he'll be saying, he'll, he'll send over what he's done, and I'll be sort of like, I mean, to be honest, on, on quite a few of the songs, I was kind of like, look, this is a good chance for you to turn the guitars up, so I was sort of telling him to turn them up a bit, and he was kind of turning them down a bit, so... Um, you know, yeah, it was uh, it was an, it was an interesting experience, and I think certainly for the next one, you know, it sort of set us up nicely for that to, you know, sort of go full steam ahead with that. Yeah. Really. Right, and not not quite the the spinal tap issue where his his amp goes up to thirteen, but he's going to turn it down to five well, anyways. So. <laughs> 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 I think so. Working with any guitarist is there's always going to be an element of, uh, sort of really. <laughs> it's always a bit of headroom in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> you can always drink it. Um, I was uh, I'm I only bought this today. I had a little listen yesterday and bought it um, uh, earlier this evening. Actually, I'm really enjoying it so far. I'm looking forward to. I like to listen to things tons of times, um, as most people know. But, you know, first couple of lessons, it's absolutely brilliant. Um, I was really surprised by the bass line in the first track. Just sends me to a place that I wasn't expecting from a Lemonade Kid track, necessarily. Um, and then when the guitar and, and the vocal and everything else kind of starts to um, to kick in, it, 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 it wraps itself around that bass line and becomes a very lemonade Kid. lemonade Kid? <laughs> lemonade Kid? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> kind of sound. Or was it um, lemonade kitty? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe, but um, but I, I I really enjoyed that. That was just you know that's one of those where you press play and suddenly all the little hairs on your arms sort of stand up, which is a really good feeling. Um, and I was also quite uh, I'm always quite taken actually quite regularly with some of your song titles, but I did like the fact that it was called "Is That Your Horse Outside?" And I like <laughs> yeah. the fact that, I like the fact the word horse was capitalised, whereas the others weren't. Yeah, um, that's it. I think, um, I'm not sure why. I think it's <laughs> sort of little mysteries of, of titles. I always sort of wonder which, I think there is a website where you can go to and it will tell you which words or which, you know, capital letters you're supposed to use and so on. Uh, but I think because I've been to that one a couple of times now, I can just sort of just use my imagination and think, yeah, well, a horse can be capitalised. That's all right. But the site actually comes from, it's from an episode of Steptoe and Son. Um, not that, not that it sort of bears any. The, the song isn't sort of anything to do with that episode of Steptoe and Son. I just thought it was a great title. <laughs> basically, um, in the episode, I think uh, Harold starts to see a, a, a slightly posh lady. Well, he goes round to her house and sort of understands that, you know, maybe something's going to happen here. And uh, his dad tells him that, you know. He's, he had the same situation when he was younger and that no good will come of it and so on and so forth. And in the end, it doesn't. But yeah, it was just it was just a brilliant title. And I thought, yeah, we're going to use that and um, just sort of run, run with that, really. And uh, yeah, I think I that was it. probably the first one for the EP that um, I sort of started writing. And I think originally some of the guitar sounds were actually um, samples of Jared's stuff that he'd, he'd done, like when we were sort of, during lockdown, the first lockdown, I think it was, where he was doing a load of sort of guitar stuff and sending samples over for me to then kind of work with. I think a couple of the early sounds in there are probably from those sort of original samples. Right. And then there's playing. There's a bit over it where it's, I always call it 
the monkeys bit because it reminds me of um, the sound <laughs> that the, the monkeys use. Right. Not the animals, the monkeys, the band, the monkeys. Last train to Clarksville kind of sound. And I always say, oh, yeah, you've got to turn that monkeys bit up or you got to do this for the monkeys bit. And it was always that. And I think once I sort of heard that bit he was playing, I thought, yeah, you know, we're, we're going somewhere with this one. So, and it was, it was kind of, I think originally sort of just intended as very, very sort of 60s track, I suppose, you know, with, um, I don't know, it's, it's that kind of, it is a very sort of classic sort of chord change and progression and everything. Um, so I think, yeah, we were sort of going for that sort of thing. And I think it really works on that song. Well, I think it's brilliant. What's his name? Nesbitt? guitarist yeah mike nesmith mike nesmith, nesmith. That's it. nesmith that's i think originally i mean the monkeys were sort of written and they used a lot of outside writers and a lot of outside musicians but right. they were all very sort of great musicians that's why i mean their their records still sound brilliant and even when they then started playing on them it was kind of, they were they were getting better as musicians themselves but you know they used a lot of brilliant writers and a lot of brilliant musicians so you know, this, the songs and the, the sound of the songs sort of stands up today, I think. You know what? Um, I'll, I'll attest to that for sure. And I'll, I'll tell you, I think I <clears throat> might mention this before, but I think my uh, my favorite monkey song is, is Anti Griselda. But it's sung, yeah. by, it's sung by Peter Tork. So it's not, it's, and uh, um, uh, not, not Mike Nesmith, but uh, uh, Peter Tork, Mike Nesmith, David Jones, and uh, um, Dolan's. Yeah. Dolan's, yeah. Dolan, I can't remember his first name, but Dolan's, but, uh, but uh, he also did uh, I'm Gonna Buy Me a Dog with David Jones. Gonna buy me a dog? Why? Why? Because I need a friend now, yeah. It's just it's such a cheesy but a fun tune, you know? Like, yeah. So, Nicky Dolan, that's it, three. I think the, the thing is, sort of as time's gone on, the monkeys become kind of more acceptable because, you know, <laughs> all this, like, sort of anti-Beatles. At the time, they were kind of like a sort of let's cash in and make some money from, you know, the fact that there's this massive band in the world. Right. And now, I mean, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie that they made, which is called Head, which is, again, is a massive influence on this EP, actually, going going back to that, with, uh, rather than shooting off on another tangent. But, I mean, <laughs> it's a really bizarre film. Um, Jack Nicholson was quite heavily involved in it. Really? Okay. And, you know, Frank Zappa had, like, a walk-in, walk-on Oh, nice, part. nice. <laughs> and it's just, it's, um, it's kind of, like, two hours of just, I mean, to describe it as trippy, I think is probably... And um, what it is, <laughs> it, no, and it, it was a complete reaction from from the guys who were in the monkeys to sort of, you know, being a sort of teeny bopper band. It was sort of, right. you know, a real reaction against that, and I think it probably sort of killed them for a number of years. I would imagine it didn't do very well at the box office or anything. It was kind of, you know, it, it was sort of got zero bums on seats kind of thing. Right. But I mean, it, it was kind of, and again. The, this EP is kind of written about a time which was probably sort of the early 90s when I was kind of what early early 20s I suppose and um, you know we, we were kind of going in a, in the town we lived in you, you'd go to the pub and the pub would close at 11 right. and we had no night or anything in our town so it was basically you know you either went home or you sort of wandered about having sort of crazy adventures and stuff so it was all, you know, it was all kind of like you know, like an episode of the monkeys or a little bit like the head, you know, so it was, it was, you know, sort of, yeah. And I think during lockdown, it's kind of looking back on those times and getting quite sort of inspired by sort of some of the, the weird things we did, oh, you know, sure, yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, um, just before we get to our next question here, and this I have to mention, and Mike knows this just as well as I do, um, there was, I would say, okay. at best, like a B-movie called The Jerky Boys, like an American comedy duo, and they made a movie. And <clears throat> at one point uh, in the movie, they're, uh, they uh, they take a uh, helmet, the band Helmet's playing, is playing, like, actually in the movie, so... They, they take over uh, for, the, for the roadies for Helmet. They get rid of them because they need to, to hide and get away from the mafia. And then Ozzy sees them because at the time Ozzy's managing them. So he's, he's like, who are you two? Where's, where's BJ and Andrew? Oh, they got a better gig. A better gig? They're like family with who? The monkeys. The fucking monkeys? And just, <laughs> just, just the look of disgust on his face was just priceless, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. So I just have to mention that just because they were just too funny. And just look at all these faces, just, just so, so disgusted. He can't believe it. The, the fucking monkeys. Like, <laughs> it's funny you mentioned, um, like, you know, pub closing. And I, I feel like there's sort of two or three versions of that evening. One is where you have loads of pre-drinks. So by the time the pub closes, it's really kind of a bit messy. And it's, you know, <laughs> kebab, taxi, vomit, pass out. Um, and then the other version, like you say, is where you kind of, you end up going on an adventure when you're up for it. Like I was just um, talking this week with someone about, um, actually this is only a couple of years ago, so I can't claim to be younger, <laughs> but a couple of years ago I was in Plymouth um, uh, with, well, with no one I knew, but I was chatting to some people at a bar and we ended up trying to go into town to try and go to a club, but it was a Monday night, so there were no clubs open, which I didn't realise. And um End up end up in this other sort of strange. Uh, I think it was like a hotel bar, but it was sort of kitted out like a mini pub. It was really weird. Um, and the reason I went in there is because uh, standing in the doorway was a bloke who had a pair of pants on his head. And I was like, "How come you got a pair of pants on your head?" And he was like, "Oh, because I'm really pissed off." I was like, "Okay," <laughs> so, kind of intrigued by this guy. I was like, "You're annoyed, so you put." pants on your head he was like well they're not mine i was like right okay he goes they're my mates i was like okay and it turned into this whole thing where i think he'd tried to buy um drugs from someone in the street who basically just took his money and he was so annoyed about it he decided to put his mate's pants on his head which i didn't really understand um but anyway they, they kicked us out at 11 we're just going back to the point <laughs> they kicked us out. obviously i went in and had a drink because i thought this is intriguing um kicked us out at 11 o'clock and then this guy, uh, I was sort of like, right, I'm going to go back to, to where I'm staying now. He was like, before you do, have you seen this church? I was like, no. Uh, so he brought me across the road to this bombed out church that sort of sits on the middle of a roundabout in Plymouth. Apparently it was bombed out in the Second World War and they just basically like built more town around it. And this guy started trying to scale the fence to get into this <laughs> like, dilapidated church. And I remember just thinking, it's a Monday night. I'm 250 miles away from home. I've had too much to drink. I've had a bloke with his pants on his head and he's trying to break into a church. This is typical English night out, isn't it? This is yeah. This is what we think. I think that was it. I think lots of nights out sort of started off fairly innocently where, you know, it'd just be, oh, well, let's go to the pub. And then before you know it, you know, last orders had come round and, I mean, we always used to, you could queue up at the bar at 10 to 11 and either get like a last beer or you could get a couple of takeouts or whatever, you know, so you could perhaps go back to someone's house. But I think at the time, it was one of those sort of times where, you know, people either lived with like their mum and dad, so you couldn't really go back to people's houses, <laughs> right. you know, that it'll go a bit wrong or, 
you know, people perhaps live with their girlfriend where you might go and knock on their door really gently just in case, you know, they happen to be up and they'd let you in or whatever. But, you know, so it was just a kind of, yeah, it get to 11 o'clock and that's where the evening would go off on various tangents, you know, depending. It could go anyway, couldn't it? It was like, you know, apart from probably going home and going to bed, that was the least likely event. Yeah. Um, we are going to get to a song in just a moment here. Uh, sorry to interrupt, Mike. But um, just because we're talking about this, I'll give you an embarrassing story. And this is one of my first times out with, with M. Just keep that in mind. So <laughs> we went to uh, a, a friend's show. So Nimway, local energy show, right? So Nimway and uh, the Gypsy Ghost. And uh, um, babe, was their band? Oh, thank you for remembering. That's great. So... <laughs> Anyways, so the Gypsy goes Nimway and I'll run their band in a few minutes here. Anyways, so we went to the, went to the show and we had a couple of free drinks. So we went to the show, it was a great time, and this was before about two before about three years ago, roughly. So they were in, in their own studio playing like a live show. So we put our own booze with us, right? So no cool, no problem to cap with us. And then oh, that's the night we met Chillman. Andy Chillman, thank you. <laughs> oh, that's how we met Tosha Go. So, Andy, Andy Chillman and the Chillmen. So, anyways, so the show's pretty much almost done. So, we're we're leaving and we're about to call a cab. And because it's probably about one three in the morning, and I've been overshared uh, a few too many by my own self. Anyways, just keep that in mind. So it was a BYOB event. Yeah, well, I I told him that it's a BYOB event. <laughs> it's, it's like I'm on the phone telling a story, right? So, anyways, so it's a like, like you said, it's a BYOB event, and like I overshared myself, so that's my own fault. But uh, just before I got a cab, I decided it was a good idea to. Uh, go number one outside on a lamppost but for some reason I convinced Kim that it was a good idea to go right there and she for some reason she agreed with us said, yeah you're right it's a great idea <laughs> so, <laughs> so th- thankfully uh, thankfully everything ended well there was no police involved but, like, but yeah, yeah, not, not one of my prouder moments but there you go don't duck around a corner where nobody can see you. Just pee right under the lamppost. Right under yeah. the light. <laughs> I mean, the thing about that is it's well lit, isn't it? So you can see what you're doing. Yeah, I think that's why <laughs> they're there, really. They're almost like, you know, encouraging you to do that, really. So. Yeah. So, yeah, markers, markers, I'll, I'll, Obviously, not one of my powder moments, but I figured I'd share the embarrassing story because I love you guys and I don't want to train some of the stuff with you, so... But let's okay. get back to the UK, album. Oh no, I'll tell that story off air. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, Carry I, on. Yeah, well, I, I can't say I remember doing anything that incredibly stupid in England. At least I can't remember doing that. So. No, no, it was me. Okay, was okay, me. okay, okay. okay, okay. <laughs> I, was say, say, I know I did a few dumb things, but not that dumb. Anyways, so, uh, Dom, back to, back to the EP, uh, Life is Better with Ducks. Um, I will, well, obviously you sent us the you sent us the, the, the early release uh, on this past week before it came out, and I will buy it. I'm just waiting till uh, Bandcamp Friday, but I really enjoyed it. I wasn't to it like Mike has done a few times, and even last night when uh, Kim and I were after dinner, we were playing chess. So we always okay, well, let's listen to some of the many kids. Like, so this is the title. This is the title. Like, okay, well, this one's cool. This one's cool. So she gave her two uh, her, her two cents as well into music, but it's really good. And the one we we, we plan to play tonight is Limp Shake Earthquake, and Man, that's funky and it's got some all all, all sorts of kind of crazy uh, uh, mixes to it. I love it. Yeah, well, do you know what? The, that was quite a good example of our working remotely thing because 
Jared said, he sent about four different versions of it, and he said, oh, you definitely won't, I don't know if this was some kind of reverse psychology, because he said, oh, I really, I'd love it if you, put, if you wanted to put out the, I think one of them was called Ambient Guitar with Bass or something like that. That was his description of the, the mix. And I said, well, do you know what? Funnily enough, that's actually my favourite one. I listened to all of them, okay. and that was the one where I think it just sort of kicks in just at the right moment, where I think I sort of sing Lim, Lim Shake Earthquake. Is that what it's called? I'm sure it's called that. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot for a minute there. And, it's a brand um, new EP. You can't yeah, it. <laughs> do you know what? It, it actually takes me a bit of time to sort of remember what the songs are called. But I'm a bit like that with, with albums by bands that I really love. There's some albums that I adore. And I couldn't even tell you what any of the songs are called. It's like they've become, I've listened to them so many times that, you know, it's like all meaning of kind of names and, you know, lyrics that I could, I'm sort of, you know, I struggle to remember which part comes next and that sort of thing. But anyway, but no. Someone once asked me to name all the tracks on Nevermind by Nirvana, which is an album I've probably heard about two billion times. Yeah. I, I couldn't get past them. I was like, Teen Spirit. I was like, I don't know what order they're in or anything. I just yeah, well, I I can sing it along. That's with Teen Spirit. Yeah. In Bloom, but, Come As You Are. Come on, man. Like, really? Yeah, well, I know all the songs, but I couldn't tell you. Like, I just, when they're on, I'm there and I'm in the moment and I can sing along to that. You take them off, and I'm like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> 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 I've got no idea. <laughs> I couldn't see what they're called or anything. <laughs> anyway, sorry, I, I derailed your, uh, your point there, Dom. Sorry, you carry on. It's your um, interview, not mine. <laughs> you're, 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 well, no, you're the guest, right, Tom? What, what Jared did was um, kind of really one of his sort of strengths is just coming up with some kind of mad guitar things that I think sometimes you sort of think some of them I think well maybe that didn't work but with this one it was kind of like yeah you could have gone in a different direction and in my mind it was all sort of lovely lead guitar solos that would have gone with you know what I'm singing or what's happening with the bass and that sort of thing and I think what he came up with was like completely the opposite to that but in a brilliant way and it was like well yeah if we had just had you know little solos and things it would have just sort of I don't think it would have worked it would have just been too sort of clinical really do you know what I mean yeah go on Maisie sorry I don't go ahead Mike I, I, I can hold off go ahead well it's, I, it's just interesting you say that because I've had that before where I've pictured like I've written a riff at home or whatever and pictured what I think you know the next bits of that will be or the layers on top and taken it into rehearsal room and it's turned into something completely different. I've had that once where, in the end, we wrote the rest of the song and then dropped the initial riff. So it's kind of like, and then I was like, I wonder if we reuse that for something else. I wonder if that becomes a new song at some point in the future because it's just led down a path of, or maybe we don't need it. But I think it's quite interesting when you, I guess that's one of the things about working remotely now is you've probably got, even though you're further apart, more time to collaborate and play around with stuff and come out with these sort of different things, I guess, don't you? Yeah, you're totally right. It's kind of... You know, like I said before, it was kind of if we were in the studio, it'd be sort of maybe three hours in a night. And it, I'd, I'd then be I would have probably said, oh, no, play this, do this and do this. Yeah. And yeah. You know, I might as well have just picked up the guitar myself, you know, because <laughs> it, or, well, it would have been sort of my ideas rather than, you know, the whole point of sort of working together is that it's two people with ideas, sort of, you know, firing them off each other. You know, that's that's the point. But um, but yeah, I think it would have been you know a, a a nice a nice way to do it obviously to be together but i think i would have probably 
dominated the proceedings and sort of it would have been yeah sort of do this do this do this and I think the fact that I think this was the last one actually that we finished and um, oh, wow. I think Jared had taken sort of quite a long time and I think the thing is the more you listen to the songs when you're trying to work on them the more sort of you get ingrained in, in what it's all about and I think he sort of in the end it was I wanted to say the penny drop. It's sort of, that sounds a bit like I'm being a bit nasty or whatever, but it was kind of, <laughs> in the end, you worked on it a lot, a lot. And I think in the last sort of session, I think it all sort of came together. And I was, I was a bit worried that it might just be a four track EP. Right. Because right. I was the last one and it was kind of, oh, you know, are we going to make the deadline sort of thing? And I didn't want to sort of, because it was always going to be a five track EP. And I didn't want to like not, you know, our first sort of one working remotely to sort of be you know the one that didn't quite work out kind of thing so luckily i think he sent the stuff over on the friday night and we needed to get the stuff over to the uh the distributor by about the tuesday and so i listened on the saturday morning and it was like yeah that's the one we've, we've got it we've done it so it was brilliant so yeah well <laughs> mike <laughs> <laughs> Go on, go on. Like, no, 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 please continue. Seriously, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, go ahead. It's fine. I can just keep going. Sorry. <laughs> no, I was just gonna. I was gonna ask about deadlines because uh, I think I don't know if we talked about it last time. I think you told us before that you you are quite strict with yourselves in terms of if we're going to do this, we're going to get it out on this day, and therefore we need to kind of have it ready for hearing, etc. Is that? That sounds like that's sort of part of the part of the process is it just to so you don't spend forever never finishing uh, stuff i think like that's that? the thing. i think you kind of have to be i think you have to give yourself a sort of i mean you know our sort of our general thing is once every three months we'll have something out you know kind yeah. of generally how we work and i think that's not not a difficult thing to sort of stick to but i think if you then start going oh well hold on we'll just we'll keep working on this song you know i think you, it, three months turns into six months, turns into a year, turns into two years, and you know I think I think the way things are in music now, it is it is good to have a, something out once every, you know, I always think once every quarter. You know, it sounds a bit Alan Sugar, couldn't it? But it's kind of it's a good way to do it. I think it's nice to have something out there, you know, and especially you know we're in a situation where. We don't have to go into a studio and sort of spend money. We've we've got the equipment and all that sort of thing, you know. So so we're in a, we're in a good situation where where we can do it, and you know I think it keeps it keeps the music fresh and it keeps keeps our minds fresh maybe. And there's always new ideas coming, you know. So Absolutely. I think if we sort of hung around, I, I mean I've got quite a lot of songs that I've, I've kind of recorded over over lockdown anyway that we're sort of getting getting to the point of maybe getting onto those soon. So. You know, if if we sort of hung around too much, we'd have it would be a kind of quadruple box set for the, you know, the next album mm. or something. So, you know, I'd buy that if you put a quadruple. Box yeah, set. I, yeah. Do you know what? I do sort of think, oh, wouldn't it be great to just do like a double album or something? You know, but I don't know. It's just, yeah, maybe one day. Maybe it's you know, a, a sort of swan song. I kind of yeah, right. like yeah. a, <laughs> or, uh, yeah quadruple album concept piece of something i don't know what but i think if you do it you should do it in a completely different style so that it's completely unlike what your fans would expect almost do it to to wind them up you know yeah like just do the whole punk thing where you actually do you know a four disc 
obscure beat jazz um, yeah. <laughs> kind of thing that's really inaccessible, but true fans will love it. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, the thing is, it's kind of, I thought, how do you make sort of music that's so sort of inaccessible? Because I think you always kind of think, you know, you sort of get into it yourself, don't you? And I think then the more yeah. you listen to it, you'll be kind of thinking, yeah, you know, it's, it's kind of a, a wall of sort of weirdness. But after a while, you sort of, you know, you hit it and think, yeah, you know what, there's there's something to this. But, I mean, I've always kind of thought, you know, what would be like our last our last ever release? I'm not, not saying we're going to sort of stop doing music or anything, but I've, I've got one song that we wrote. I mean, we were in a band in the sort of early 90s and we sort of, carried on working together after that and we had a song i don't know it must be it's a good kind of 20 20 odd years old oh well nice. that we've never kind of done and it's going to be it's kind of like a 12 minute long thing it's always my kind of idea of doing it and um yeah i always think you know if, if like we do like a last song ever you know for whatever reason <laughs> that'd be the one we do so you know Right, well, um, I'm going to do 240 minutes of one chord one day. That's yeah, it's kind of like that, really. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Mike, please, can I finish? Can I finish? Yeah, you can. Please, uh, I, 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 I can't, can't finish. So, right before we play the new song, uh, uh, my, my uh, two cents would be is between these last two EPs, they most reminded me of a mix of the diff, diff, uh, differentials between um, all like three or four Mr. Bungle albums, plus the difference between going uh, from Ray Hay going of uh, <clears throat> from uh, OK Computer to uh, to Kid A, and I just like it just I, the the transference is is amazing. I love what you guys have done, just the different sounds and uh, quality to it. It's a good, maybe it's been sounding very conceptual. Yeah, well, I, I kind of think that you could put the two EPs together. See, if I, if I was like a 14-year-old, if I was a 14-year-old me and I was a fan of Lemonade Kid, I would put the two EPs together on a tape and I'd make my own running order. I think that's what I'd probably do. And just to make, say, the side, it'd probably only be about 40 minutes long, so I'd have to put two more tracks on, so I'd perhaps put two tracks from the summer EP and then sort of make a nice little track listing for it to go together. And that would be my my thing, really. So I think it, it kind of works. I think if you take these two EPs together, I think, like you say, there is a progression, but I think um, I think they work together. I think there's sort of some of the themes and things that I think are running through them are probably quite similar on the two. Oh, so it's sort of I think, as a, as a whole, I suppose. And, and probably because they came out quite quickly as well, I guess. You know, it sort of it, it could have been an album, I guess, but no, we just wanted to put some stuff out, really. So, oh no, hundred percent they do. You're absolutely right. That's why I compared it. That's why that's why it's like it's like yeah. going, going from the bands to to to, to OK Computer to Kid A, and then even with Mr. Bungle with like uh, um, uh, California and uh, and uh, um, uh, Disco Valente, the, the, the change is is pretty cool, but you, you still kind of keep a same pace, but just like, with different switches, and it's it's. You can tell, and it's it's nice, and just just to, to see the the functionality of it just it's uh, like literally kind of blows your ears away. Yeah, I'm not sure what track I'll put on first though, actually, because obviously Fantastic Colors was the first track on the last EP, and I, but I don't know if it would work as a first track on the album if you were going to put these tracks together as an album. So I don't know. Oh, 
give me a, I, give, I me, give me a week and and and, and I'll, 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 yeah. I'll make a track list for double album. So yeah, <laughs> but just to throw my, I would put a horse because that opening baseline and everything is amazing. I'm just calling it horse now, by the way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think that would probably work better. Although in my mind, <clears throat> I think um, this the this EP is kind of a bit of a sort of it's got a bit of a story to it, and I think. If you change track one and track two around, so if you put horse two and you put um, whatever track two's called, I can't remember the moment in time. Um, <laughs> I think works better as a as a first track on this EP, but I think because um, horse is a bit more sort of I, I hate to use the word commercial, but it's a bit more commercial maybe. I always think of that as being the first track, but in the, if it was a story, I think track two works slightly better than track one, maybe. Nice. Okay. All right. Now I'm going to have to go and listen to it in a different order and see. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> that being said and done, we are going to get to skin uh, another exclusive off "Life Is Better with Ducks" by Lemonade Kit. Song's called "Limb Shake Earthquake." Do this. <laughs> Yeah. 
<coughs> right on, Lemonade Kid with Lemon Shake Earthquake, and it's probably one of the coolest songs on that album. It's got that kind of funky twist that Mr. Bungle has to that kind of electronic uh, kind of bridge uh, that uh, really had made with uh, um, um, Kid A and OK Computer. But what a great, great tune, man! I just uh, that's one I just like. It just you could see. There's just so much good things to say about the song, but yeah, very, uh, very catchy for sure, to say the least. Yeah, I think there's um, there's some quite mad things going on in that song, but there's also some very sort of calm things. So it's quite a quite a sort of contrast. It's lots lots of contrast in there, which I think is quite nice, really. I think that's exactly it. That, that's kind of my. Um... Well, you just stole on half what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> but it's kind of you my point was similar that you've got this juxtaposition of things because you've got like that bass line that kind of drives it, and the the um, the vocal kind of um, you know brings it into you know brings the phrases together if you like um, you, know, you know the different parts of it. But then you've got all these swirling, swishy sounds, and then that drum beat that kind of you know cranks in and comes out and. I don't know, swirls around. <laughs> um, and it's just like there's loads of good stuff going on in there. Do you know what I mean? It feels like a really good track. It actually reminds me, and I've said this about a lot of your stuff in the past, but it's got a real Chemical Brothers feel about it for me, yes. like that particular track. Um, probably more so than the other tracks on the album or, or more prominently than the other tracks on the album, but, um, or the EP rather. But yeah, that's, that's a solid tune, man. It's a very, very cool and tune. And a little bit of Dirty Vegas Days Go By. And a little bit Dave Vegas, yeah, yeah, but, uh, but not very Johnny Vegas, <laughs> not very Johnny Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag no. Johnny Vegas. <laughs> a little bit Las Vegas. You get a mini Eiffel yeah. Tower in there, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I, I think definitely it's it's got a. I'd like to play that at Las Vegas. That'd be pretty cool. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Maybe standing on a roulette wheel while it spins round and round. That'd be good. Should we put a poll on Twitter to see who everyone's favourite Vegas is? Las Vegas, Johnny Vegas, or Dirty Vegas? Yeah, yeah, you've got, to, I, I, you've got to have an option four. I'm not sure what option four I, I, could be. I, I Elvis just, in Vegas, I don't know. I literally just tweeted hashtag Johnny Vegas, but Mike, you can, <laughs> you can put the poll up if you want. So. <laughs> <laughs> so. We're not very sensible, these interviews. Yeah. <laughs> All right, um, so we only have a couple minutes left. I do have uh, a bit of a funny question, uh, uh, Dom, for both you and Mike. And I talked about Mike uh, about this off air. So um, last week, uh, I work a lot overnight. So, you know, overnight, sometimes we watch movie, that sort of thing. So, uh, the other week, I was watching like a, kind of a thriller horror movie with, with my partner, right? And it was funny because, you know, you think of people, how they react to certain. Um, uh, moments in thrillers or horror movies, right? Sort of thing. You jump, you scream, or whatever. But the funny thing is, is what she did is she reasoned her way through it. She's like, "Oh, oh, hell no! I'd be the fuck out of there!" Like, nope, I'll get out. And I was like, "I was like, wow!" I was like, "I've never heard anybody reason their way reason their way through like a moment in a, in a horror." So I was like, "Well, I'm kind of the person that kind of jumps a little bit." Kim is pretty kind of like, "Ooh!" And she'll grab my arm and just squeeze tight because she's scared. And then there's people who cover their eyes, that sort of thing. So my question to both of you is, what kind of person are you for that type of movie? Like, what's your reaction? Well, do you know what? I've, I've really tried to reason my way out of horror films before. But, um, <laughs> I mean, I, I love sort of classic horror, like the sort of 70s stuff, like Christopher Lee, you know, 
Dracula has risen from the grave or whatever. I don't know if that's a thing. It sounds like it should be if, if it's not. Um, but I always remember that my worst kind of I'm going to reason my way out of this is when I went to watch the Blair Witch Project at the cinema <laughs> nice. and then walked back through a kind of, well, basically, yeah, it's sort of like midnight walking through a forest to get back to my house. Oh, wow. <laughs> I kind of, again, all the way through, I'm sort of like, yeah, but, you know, it was just a film. Don't worry about it. It's fine. You're going to be okay. And then sort of, yeah, by the time I got home, I was just basically checking in the corner of each room when I got home <laughs> because, you know, but again, I'll be going, oh, come on, that's, that's a bit silly doing that. You know, you, you're going to be okay because it, it was just a film, wasn't it? And then, yeah, it, obviously, <laughs> trying to reason my way out of it. And I think I had about probably about two weeks of doing that until I sort of, moved on to something else probably you know <laughs> sort of a bit terrified but you know yeah so so yeah i've tried the re- i've tried reason and logic but it, it never works <laughs> i am um, so my reaction is there's only one film i've ever seen that genuinely creeped me out and was quite scary. Like I, I'm one of those annoying people that watches horror films and goes, "Oh well, of course they're behind the curtain." <laughs> 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 those are real. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <exactly>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sort of not really bothered. Everyone's like jumping. I'm like, Whoa. Um, which is really irritating, and people find me intensely annoying to watch horror films with. And they do that thing where they go, "We well, will definitely be scared by this one," and I go, "I definitely won't be mm. just because you said that." And I'm going to be a prick about it. Um, but I did watch House of a Thousand Corpses. Oh, I've um, spent, yeah. spent most of the film going, no, oh my God, no. <laughs> that was kind of my reaction was just pure shock. <laughs> <and slight horror. laughs> um, yeah, that was that was a scary film. That gave me a few sleepless nights, to be honest with you, because there was just no reason behind it. It's just right. like, oh, no, why no, did they do that? No, it made zero sense, and that, that was definitely some crazy backwards shit, to say the least, so... That's fucked up. But then yeah. I really liked the sequel because it was a completely different type of film that was basically an action movie with them on the run and there were shootouts and stuff. And I was like, that's quite good. And <laughs> all the characters became a bit more lovable uh, rather than terrifying in the second film. So I thought it was well played by Mr. Zombie, which I'm sure probably isn't his real name. Um, but yeah, very good. Uh, very good film. Well, um, um, Dom, we're out of time, but thank you so much for joining us yet again. The EP is awesome and uh, we'll definitely be talking again very, very soon. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure, as always. Thank you very much. Thank you, Dom. It's been pleasure. All right, we'll talk to you soon. Have a good night. Thank you. Yeah, take care, guys. Enjoy the show. Okay, thank you. Cheers. Bye. All right, it's going to call Mike back here, right? Um, Just because this is what always happens. So, Mike and calling right now. Hey. hey. You know, I really struggled to think of a fourth Vegas, and then someone was just I put the poll up and someone said, You've got no death in, which would definitely win. Death in Vegas are amazing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's right, eh? Now I feel like a right tit. You've got three options. You have to let hey. us know. <laughs> but um, again, that was great to have Lemmy Kid on. Too, too bad Jerry couldn't make it this time, but it's still cool. And. Uh, yeah, he's been on the show quite a few times, so he uh, definitely deserves, uh, uh, besides hashtag MSRs, hashtag MS President, uh, like uh, Lee uh, from the far north, and uh, Matt from uh, Without Andrew, right? So, 100%. <laughs> definitely. What was nice as well is because, because of the way the interviews have lined up recently, 
you know, so many. We only got to speak to them about their last EP a couple of weeks ago, and then they just released this one yesterday, so we got them back in for that. So it's it's not much of a gap. It's quite nice because it was, uh, you know, very conversational, um, you know, and and felt like it was a continuation of, which I thought was pretty cool. And we're, yeah, well, that's right, man. And we're booking up pretty fast. So, I mean, we're already booked literally till the 8th of May because uh, we have Orange G next week, and the one after that, I'm not at liberty to say quite yet, according to the email. So, uh, but uh, we'll keep that a little bit of a, a serious surprise until they say it's okay. And Ooh. then the week after that, so May 8th, we'll have a Miss Millie Tamaris, and uh, I can't wait to have her on. You know, oh, yeah. I, I still haven't made any content, but I will be making some content on TikTok specifically for NMS. But she tagged me to come over her uh, a couple um, um, breakdowns of her new song. And man, it comes out right on the same time, so we may have a real exclusive during the interview. So nice, nice, yeah, so good. I'm very, very excited to talk to her. So, and uh, like I said, we have a great one up so far. And I'm thinking that maybe after that, we'll get uh, uh, Katia McCobb back on for her part two of her interview, and then I take a little break at the end of May, and then we'll get 20 grams on beginning of June, and then pick back up and just like a uh, boom, 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 right? So. Boom, 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 mate. Boom, boom, boom. But it's been so much fun. These interviews have been such a good time. It's a great time. So, yeah, I've really enjoyed this lockdown. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you know, it's it's it's, it's worked well on so many levels. Not just for us, but for people uh, picking up new music and worrying about new music and collaborating. So this has been great. Seeing all yeah. the collaborations going on, this is amazing. It's nice to see everybody kind of discovering each other and having the time to to do that, right? So. Yeah, I actually think that we should just ban people from doing anything apart from listening to this show. I think it's, that should just be the standard in every country. Right. Um, you know, and it's like, don't go to work, listen to NMS. Exactly. Like, I mean, yeah, yeah. Time, it's, it's free for download. Yeah, stay at home, save lives, listen to New Music yeah, Saturday. Yeah, exactly, right. Uh, <laughs> Even right. when the pandemic's done, I think we should just encourage people to do that anyway. You know, why not? Well, I mean, this is such a fantastic show, right? I mean, how, how could people... Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And I'm more of a, an anarchist than a socialist or a capitalist or whatever, whatever other ists there are. So <laughs> I feel like, you know, just burn down the economy and listen to music. Why not? <laughs> awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so, man, let's kick off um, part one uh, post-interview with a new band that sends me a band called Mothman and the Thunderhawks and the song's called Hollow Earth. Dig this.
Mothman and the Thunderhawks with Hollow Earth. That last little bit, I decided to double kick uh, uh, there, by the way. But man, it's it. You know what? It just remind me of, of like early, like early Slayer uh, for sure, and actually, actually early Pantera as well with some of the the, the, the pintas and riffs in there. But man, what a great uh, a twist on it with like almost like New Age, we'll call it uh, uh, New Age like metal uh, kind of new metal rock in there as well. And really enjoys. I, I saw this email. The email was funny to begin with, but I heard the song. I was like, man, this is actually a pretty kick-ass tune. Definitely playing this. So uh, there you go. Hollow Earth by Mothman and the Thunderhawks. I love the name as well. Right? <laughs> Mothman and the Thunderhawks is great. <clears throat> man, that is a really, really, really good tune. I mean, that's just kind of fast. Well, I say fast. It's got like that fast guitar and drumming, and then it's got the um, half-time vocal over the top. Or oh, I don't know if it's a double-time drum and a normal vocal anyway i don't know what the difference there is i'm gonna go around in a, in a loop forever on that um, but it's just got this massive huge metal chaos thing going on the multi-layered vocals and the intense growling is absolutely brilliant it kind of reminds me of um oh, what's that band is it mastodon um oh, yeah, like yeah. Um, but it's kind of yeah i don't know it's got like a stoner metal thing um <laughs> but with a kind of black metal, death metal thing. I don't know. I'm not very good with all of my different types of metal. We need to go back into that and find some more pirate metal, don't we? Um, but, but yeah. yeah, metal, it's all metal. Um, yeah, absolutely quality. Top, top tune. Um, I've just found that they have a Twitter, but I've found it too late. Oh, really? Because I, um, <laughs> I, I looked, but I didn't find one. So uh, I, I found it by looking back at their email. Well, um, I miss it. So why don't you why, why, why don't you retweet and put the put the ad? And, and, I'm gonna do it right now. I'm really, uh, really so, mess with that. Well, my, 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 my apologies. I should have had more time to look at that. But uh, yeah. To be fair, to them, it's right at the bottom. I well, never get that far down. It's right at the bottom. I never get that far down an email. Right, right at the bottom. It's basically not there. Well, <laughs> still, not, not <clears throat> now they feel like a jackass. Thank you, Mike. But, uh, no. <laughs> so next up is Brad. Oh, I know. Why is it oh, please. <laughs> so, so next up is brand new Metal Light with the Vampire Song. <laughs> Tonight they're going to suck uh, your blood. Right? <laughs> right? Take this. Metal Light and the Vampire Song. Take this. <laughs>
one metal light with the vampire song and uh this is off their brand new album which is absolutely awesome and you should pick it up it's on Bandcamp, and you can get like a cd and t-shirt and a vinyl package and uh totally worth it totally worth it <laughs> <laughs> totally but Again, disproving uh, it's called a virtual world, but again, uh, displaying that uh, the the, um, <clears throat> the strong female female vocals, you know, coming back and singing like pretty heavily, and just love hearing and seeing that. So definitely worth it. But there you go, and yeah, <laughs> just heavy as hell, and I've been running my life from the start. So yeah, absolutely, man. It is. It's fast paced. It's got brilliant vocals. The vocal harmonies are. Excellent. Excellent, the whole, um, just the lungs. I just like how do you how do you hit some of those notes for so long? And then there's these squealing guitars and big solos and great rhythm section. Yeah, it's absolutely quality. Really, really good tune from a really, really good band. I really like these guys. Um, most people, by the way, are commenting that they'd vote for Death in Vegas, which is not on the poll. So... <laughs> but, but a good pick, and we applaud that, yes. <laughs> yeah, it's a complete fail. I also spelt a word wrong in the poll. So it's just a from start to finish, absolute fail. To be honest so with you. This time we can, we, we can blame it on Mike. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 normally it's El Presidente, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, <laughs> Well, because I, I, I'm at the control, so here you are. I'll give you 100 bucks to the blame, right? So, so. <laughs> or $10,000, 100 bucks into yeah, that. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so, man, next up, let's continue. We have brand new Kingstorm. Thank you, Ron Bose. The song's called World's Insane. And I like to follow up by hashtag no fucking shit. Dig this. <laughs> <laughs>
Kingstorm, World's Insane, and most definitely is, and that was an awesome tune, and man, they had a lot of funk in that one this time around, but very, very <laughs> cool, like, I love the mix, and uh, obviously Rombos is always awesome, and just the amount of, um, like, mixes he does with everybody, right, you know, from, yeah. but wow, he just has a great tune, really to the one, and like, yeah, ro- rocking, but super funky as well, very cool. That's a brilliant tune. I like the the vocal sits nice and high in the mix on that, and it it works brilliantly because it's such a great vocal track. It sounds absolutely brilliant, um, and I really like. It. It's got like you know, big fat riffs, and it's got you know, over the chorus, it almost sounds like a slash kind of riff, and so you're expecting this massive guitar solo, and then it kind of tricks you because it starts with this like weird square wave synth thing which sounds amazing and then it goes into a little you know does a bit of a solo and then the guitar kicks in but it's like really got loads of um i don't know what it's got on it flange type effect uh, on it and it just yeah it's really trippy and it kind of goes a bit like well i wasn't expecting that and i think it's really cool i really enjoyed that um yeah great tune mate so I'm just watching my, my, my cat Fred because she came up on uh, on the desk yellow and she just put something cute. I was like, no, 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 don't, don't. We're good. <laughs> Get away. Yeah. Oh, she's, she's now sitting in my lap, so she's comfortable. Yeah. So next up, we have a brand new Mad Wet Sea in a song called Marching As To War. Dig this.
at sea with marching Astor. <clears throat> that was a, a almost a kind of a chill or tune for them. It was still I didn't get that rock element to it, obviously, but like the the riff was like a super cool kind of catchy riff. But <clears throat> that was almost like like uh, early kind of alternative, like uh, almost like an almost like a really Soundgarden song. It was a very cool, but like not uh, um, not uh, not uh, uh, as heavy as they normally are, but still a very badass tune. Yes. No. Nice. Well, man, also the sense off the new album so far has been absolute gold. So I'm just looking forward to hearing more. So next up, we have a brand new band called Born on a Sunday. The song's called Siren Song. Do this.
Born on a Sunday with Siren Song. Now, that was a cool song. That had like a bit of an industrial feel to it. It's because, as well as like rock alternatives, kind of all over the place, but it sounded very cool and very, uh, very cool uh, echoing vocals as well. Nice. I, I just looked it up and you were born on a just so you know. Oh, okay. Uh, wait, wait on. <laughs> <laughs> and I was born on a Friday, so I figured. Wow, what are the odds of that, eh? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's another poll. That's what I'm going to do. Um, yeah, that's, that's a brilliant tune. I mean, it's just got, like you said, the, the layering on those vocals is absolutely brilliant with the delay and everything. The guitars sound amazing. Uh, and the whole thing just, it could almost be on Down the Rabbit Hole, couldn't it? It just feels like it's slightly out. Well, that's right. It could go either that's way. It's like, uh, I'm not sure where I'm going to put it, so... <laughs> Yeah, fair. <laughs> no, it works really well there, but yeah, it's cool. Um, yeah, that was awesome. Right on, man. Well, we have uh, Brand New Metal Birds, which unfortunately, you can, well, I know you've listened to the song, but you didn't get a chance to give your review. So here we go with Brand New Metal Birds, and the song is called Spitfire Pete. Dig this.
on the Metal Birds and Spitfire Pete. Man, tell me those vocals were kick-ass and so powerful. Like, wow. And a catchy riff, man. Would have been a Motley Crue in there, too, which was badass as hell. Like, I love this tune. Yeah, man. That's a top, top quality tune. Um, by the way, if you were born on a Monday, a Tuesday, or a Wednesday, I'm very sorry, but I'm only allowed four options on a poll. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you, you can't can't have been born on those days um mate the vocals are incredible like the metal birds just absolutely i was gonna say they sing to me obviously they sing to me but do you know what i mean it just <laughs> it resonates so much like listening to that vocal is so powerful and so amazing and then sly's guitars are just like fuck me man it's just like <laughs> all the squealing guitar solos and big fat riffs and everything and the rhythm section is brilliant obviously as well um, but yeah, great band, really cool new tune. I actually went back. I thought I owned more Metal Bird stuff than I than I did, so I went back and made sure I uh, bought the EPs I didn't have. But um, oh, yeah. yeah, I think these guys are absolutely fantastic, mate. They're a top top quality band um, coming out of Texas. Um, they're big fans of the show, which is always oh, nice, obviously. Uh, and they are just like fucking cool. <laughs> right on, but, yeah. man. Well, no, no, absolutely right. And uh, since uh, last week a text message went on, we did some. Uh, unfortunately, um, Grim was the only one who co- who uh, um, with the message on, on Anchor with uh, his uh, um, um, uh, Chuck Norris joke was like, "That's kind of sad." There's so many good Chuck Norris jokes, right? It's like, I, I'm happy we need more, you know? Like, so I feel like we um, we we need to give more notice on those things because I find that if when I tweet stuff on a Saturday, it gets far less reaction. Yeah. Uh, like apart from like when I put people, you know, tag people in about the show and stuff like that. But during the day, I think people are just like either sleeping or recovering from the week. I yeah, just feel like social media is shit at the weekend, isn't it? So every time I put something up, I'm like, oh, I should have done that in the week when well, I actually. I, I kind of thought about last minute too, so it's my fault as well, right? So, yeah, no, no, I'm not. I'm not, <laughs> no, I'm not doing this <laughs> um, But yeah, yeah, but there are some. Um, there are there are some good. Uh, Chuck Norris jokes. I'm trying to think what was the one. Uh, it was something like Chuck Norris doesn't read books; he just stares at them until he gets yeah. a <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> and of course, what we had to do is like um, I, I told I told uh, text my Sean and said, "Well, you know, we have to play uh, this one thing from from Family Guy, which we'll play like right now." And, uh, it's from Walker, Texas. With the Texas. You know, they say Chuck Norris is so right. tough, there's no chin under his beard. There is only another fist. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Chuck Norris. <laughs> what? <laughs> so, so, that's when they were in Texas for two weeks, right? So, <laughs> so okay. man, we have. Let's um, go ahead. Just one more. Sorry, I remember yep. that uh, the dinosaurs. Um, looked at Chuck Norris the wrong way once, and we all know what happened to them. <laughs> or, or <laughs> God, God said, let there, be, let there be light, and Chuck Norris said, say please. All right. So, next up, man, we have two more songs here for part one. We have a brand new vaccine set with a song called Poison. Dig this. <laughs>
right on Fax Scene 7 with Poison. Another great tune off the new album, which is available on their Bandcamp right now, so go ahead and pick it up. But love the tune. I love her vocals, and like it's, it's, it's they've been <clears throat> I, I, uh, very good just from the start. And, you know, I just it's totally worth playing their music and buying it on Bandcamp, and we will set up a, 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 a interview with them very, very soon. I promise you that. But what a great tune. Again, I love the vocals. It just because I could all turn up, but just a strong, tight, just like a melded sound from like the 90s to now. Mate, it's brilliant, isn't it? Because it does have a real kind of 90s vibe about it, which is pretty cool. Um, and then, yeah, like you say, it's kind of it's bang up to date as well. But it just... I don't know what it is about some of these bands, man. They just, they hit you and you go, whoa. <laughs> like, that's just so powerful, isn't it? Just listening again to the vocal and the richness of that guitar tone. That guitar tone is so deep and heavy. And the way the bass just sits behind it and pulsates through the chords of the guitar is absolutely excellent. And then the vocal just, you know, flies on top of that amazing kind of rhythm put together with the drums and the guitars and the bass and the vocals just like right let's go and it just sounds brilliant it's kind of haunting like the way it all comes together it's absolutely ace mate um, sorry we're all 1950s there high dicks it's brilliant um, no, it's, uh, high dicks seriously, yeah. <laughs> seriously good mate seriously good and and we have a new Georgia stuff coming very very soon as far as I know so yeah those guys are good as well so that's going to be a lot of fun too right cool. Yeah. So next up, our last song for part one is um, Kitty and the Kittners. This one's called Grey Matter. Dig this. Is this the world premiere, Mike? I don't know. Okay, well, we will find out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure because I think he's said it to a few people. So Yeah. 
with Grey Matters. Uh, that's her newest single. Um, really like her vocals. And it's it's got, you know, it's it's, it's, it's almost a weird mix of like, kind of, um, we'll call it spacey 60s rock mixed in with just a little bit of early 90s, late 80s in there as well. But it's, it's a great tone to it. I really dig it. Brilliant. I'm completely smitten with this tune, to be honest with you. I think the, the Kittners are brilliant and they... They have actually a whole library of really cool stuff. And to be honest with you, I don't think I own much of it because I'm waiting for the album because that's like my thing and I really want it. <laughs> <laughs> and as soon as they release that album, I'm like, pre-order, here we go, or whatever. I'm buying that shit. Like, they could charge me tons of money for that and I would probably still buy it. Uh, but don't, please. Um, but I'm completely smitten. There's a blank check, put my name on whatever amount you suggest. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, but anyway, <laughs> I'm completely smitten uh, with it. It's um, like I got like, they sent me obviously like a sneak preview. And I, I sent it over to you as well. But it's it's got this like '60s vibe, like you say. It's brilliantly catchy. They kind of they do so many different styles. You can't pin this band down. Right. Uh, but this has definitely got kind of an Americana type feel to it, uh, bordering on country, but not quite and it just it works really well it sits in that space really well really poignant i don't know it just kind of struck me you know it's a tough week last week as you know this was one of those tunes that was like oh that's great that's exactly what i'm doing <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah really really cool i'm really digging that these guys are brilliant I'm glad we, um, and I, I don't know if it's a, a world premiere necessarily but it's certainly um very early because it's not released yet or anything like that and uh, we kind of got a sneak preview and got permission to play it. So maybe it is a world premiere, in which right case, woohoo. Exactly right. <laughs> but so, even if not. <laughs> so that's going to be for part one. And uh, uh, like always, we're going to uh, Dr. Krieger take us out. We'll be back in about 15, 20 minutes. Until then, it's been Dr. Bones and Mike Science saying Bones out. We'll be back in about 15, 20 minutes. Memory banks of the supercomputer. Woo! Shrinky ding that! Krieger out!